Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bet the Edge. Thanks, everyone, watching on our NBC Sports YouTube channel or listening. It's Thursday, so Vaughn and Drew will take you through the college football landscape with six games, including two top 25 matchups between Oregon and Utah, plus Duke and Louisville. And then the show, as always, bets, bets for Thursday night football. It's Bucks versus Bills. Drew, the NBA is back. World Series is here. College football is in week nine. The NFL approaches the midway. It's literally the busy season with college basketball creeping up on us. How are you? Are you keeping your head on a swivel right now? Uh, doing my best. <laughs> this, is a get, this is a get-back week for me in college football, man. I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, my reads last week were not especially strong on the show. And then uh, I got ahead of some injury news with a couple of games. Got some of the most absurd closing line value of my season. And then somehow took some hellacious beats so um i'm feeling uh, a little uh a little gun shy here i'm gonna need uh, some convincing to kind of go uh you know especially high confidence with a couple of these looks but uh all that said um you know it's a good message to the folks out there if you're a relatively new player this time of year where you have so many sports going on at the same time like it's probably best to throttle down your staking your number of plays because you the idea of you're gonna something's gonna fall through the cracks you know, you're going to miss some key piece of information. Uh, like, let's just pretend like you already laid the the six points with the Niners. And now, oh, oh, surprise, Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol. <laughs> you know, like, there's there's a lot of that going around right now. So uh, I, I got, got tried to keep my head up, head on a swivel. Yeah, it's been definitely tough to navigate through all the different sports. I came up with my own little betting schedule to keep myself disciplined, Drew. So, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, I'm on the NBA and I'll probably sprinkle one or the, uh, you know, Thursday night games because, you know, we get we get some big matchups on Thursday night basketball. But of course, Thursday night football, Saturday's college football and Sunday's NFL. We got to keep it uh, strict to those degrees, in my opinion. But we will be talking a few games today, some good games. I got uh, I had a couple of bad beats myself, though, so don't beat you up. I had Tennessee team total under 19 and a half. You remember? Oh. I absolutely love that. They scored 20 in the first half, never scored again. Uh, I hated that. And then uh, USC Moneyline, I thought we had that one in the back. Those are those are yeah. some stingers. Uh, yeah. The uh, Michigan State team total under, though? Huh? What? Oh, oh, I mean, it's no sweat free. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this week I have to actually cap. Like, when people are like, what's going to be your best bet? I'm like, I don't know. Michigan's not playing football this week. But, uh, yeah. you know, looking forward to them getting back to, to back on the field next week for sure. Uh, but there are some good games, though, and I think uh, I have a good under for us, a team total under that's worth playing. So stick around for that. We're going to kick it off here, college football, with Oregon 
at Utah. The Ducks are six and a half point favorites. Drew total set at 48 and a half. 3.30 p.m. Eastern game on Fox. Utah has won the last two against Oregon at home. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at this one as a letdown spot for the Utes. How do you feel about this? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Um, they are a different animal at home. There's no denying that. Yeah. Um, and there is a general feel about the Pac-12 where these teams are going to cannibalize each other, particularly on the road. Um, and that, But all that said, um, I thought Oregon did a nice job last week of bouncing back, but not really kind of completely unloading the playbook against Washington State. Um, that was a tricky spot with that game sandwiched between Washington and Utah. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're a tricky opponent because they're a little bit unique to plan to, you know, to prepare for. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about how Oregon's past defense has regressed the last handful of weeks. Um, you remember before the uh, Washington game, we were talking like they were performing at all universe level in pass defense. Um, and that was this is adjusted for opponent strength, adjusted for opposing quarterback. They were at like uh, an all time uh, level and it's definitely come back to earth. I mean, they, I would put them now, you know, behind the likes of the Michigan's, Ohio State's, even the Iowa's um, in pass defense, maybe even behind Duke. Um, and I think the uh, in general, the. Uh, the matchup here is not ideal for them. Uh, although Utah certainly, um, you know, in the absence of Cam Rising this year, has been kind of lost <laughs> in general, yeah. uh, passing the ball. But uh, and you know, but we may be catching an opportunity where they're Utah's a bit inflated because they just played one of the worst defenses in college football. So exactly, Oregon or pass. The fact that it's under yeah. a touchdown makes me want to get Oregon. Utah team total under may be a fun way to approach this. Uh, full game under might be a fun way to approach this. You got any a particular favorite way to way to get into this one? Yeah, it made me laugh because I'm like, should I actually say we take the team total under for Utah now? <laughs> after I said USC will have its best defensive showing in a while last week, and they did not. The fourth quarter, USC showed up until the final drive. I will give their defense that credit, but for three and a half quarters, they were non-existent for the most part. So yeah, mm-hmm. I do think if you're talking about these two teams, Oregon obviously matches up so much better with Utah than USC does. And yeah. the Ducks, you know, they're a team. They haven't been in many close games all season. I mean, they were in a close game week two against Texas Tech, won that by eight. Washington was the last time outside of Washington State. It was a close game. And Oregon trailed the start early last week, came back, established a lead. They look good the rest of the game. I kind of think yeah. they'll do the same thing at Utah here. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely an Oregon or pass spot for me. And yeah. uh Oh, Nix needs to make his uh, Heisman run, uh, you know, just in case uh, Michael Penix doesn't look that great. He didn't look great in his last game, Drew. I, yeah, um, I, I know what you're saying, but mm-hmm. uh, I got a, I got another Heisman bet for you, but I'll save it for later. Oh, okay, I can't wait to hear it because there's a lot of talk after uh, J.J. McCarthy is now the favorite. And I hear a guy that's also on this show has been preaching all about him and pushing that market, so – uh, yeah, we'll talk about that, Drew. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about my hometown team. Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh. The Pitt Panthers are taking on Notre Dame on the road. A batting Irish are 20.5-point favorites, total 44.5, 3.30 p.m. Eastern game on NBC and Peacock. Baby, Notre Dame's coming off a much-needed bye week. The remaining four games for them, Drew, is Pitt, Clemson, Wake Forest, and Stanford. Notre Dame can run the table, but the question for you is, Everyone knows that looking at their schedule, the Sharps already know they can run the table. This team's going to be inflated or not on the spread. They're either going to go 4 0 or 0 4 ATS. Can they cover against Pitt at home? 
I would think so. Pitt's pretty bad. Um, and, you know, I'm going to try to not make this an emotional handicap. <laughs> I lost yeah, a lot of money best. on I lost a lot of money <laughs> on Pitt last week, man. Um, they converted that third down with the scramble, and the refs spotted them. They punt. They somehow impossibly lose. Uh, that was one of the flukier, weirder games I've ever seen. And uh, I'm I'm out on Narduzzi. I'm out on Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, Notre Dame has had a weird ups and downs type of year. They scheduled their they packed that first portion of their schedule with games in a way that I thought was pretty tough to defend, um, you know, why you would do that to your program. But they did. They're through it. Uh, and now I think they get to reap a little bit of the rewards because they're going to be the fresher team here. Um, obviously, the difference between the quality of these teams, both offense and defense, both pass and run, is notable. Uh, I make uh, the offense for Notre Dame pretty clearly, uh, actually not pretty clearly, but right on the top 10 line. They're kind of right in that mix there with Georgia and Florida State for me as a top 10 offense. Uh, and I make the Notre Dame defense also kind of clearly in the top 25, but definitely further down the board than I would have expected last year that, you know, based on, you know, uh, last season's results. Now, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, is I, I don't even really know what they do well. Um, they are atrocious offensively. Um, the defensive side of the ball, I guess if I'm supposed, if you want me to say something nice about Pittsburgh, their run defense is slightly better than average, uh, but it's not going to be good enough to keep them in this game. I think Notre Dame can get out to a lead and I think they can win by margin. They can basically pick their number here. Notre Dame, I would guess is not playing for uh, consideration into the playoffs at this point because of the two losses, but they certainly want to yeah. get into a high profile bowl still. So uh, my guess is that they, uh, you know, they're looking for style points here and it's Notre Dame or pass. Yeah, I absolutely think uh, it's it is a Notre Dame spot for them. Pitt themselves is a team now that they surprised the past two weeks because there was no tape on their quarterback after they made the switch during the bye week. Sure. They had all week to prep for a new quarterback, get him uh, just in the system. They had a home game against a Louisville squad who I called was going to lose outright at Pitt because that was a great spot for the Panthers. And, uh, yeah, it was definitely a tough loss last week. They shouldn't have lost that game at Wake Forest, but – you know, that's an emotional letdown where Notre Dame checked every single box in their win against USC, in my opinion, because after playing Ohio State, Duke, and Louisville, you play USC before the bye week, you had to win that game. They went yeah. out and got it. So uh, definitely a Notre Dame spot. I think two creative ways of attacking this could either be a quick start from the Fighting Irish at home, Notre Dame first quarter minus four and a half. Ooh. You would need a 7-0 and lead. You know, 7-3 and would lose this, so you can't let Pitt score. I also don't think Pitt's going to score more than a touchdown if they score a touchdown in the first half here. Their team total is six and a half, almost even money. Uh, any thoughts on those two guys? Yeah, I like them. I like Notre Dame first quarter, first half, full game. Uh, this has 44-7 kind of with vibes to me. Yeah, I, uh, I think Pitt, like I said, maybe coming to this game, people thinking they're a little better than what they are, but their season will not be including a bowl at the end of it. Uh, for two ACC teams, though, these teams will be in a bowl. Duke and Louisville, number 20 versus number 18. Cardinals are the four-point home favorites over under 46, 3.30 p.m. Eastern game on ESPN. The Louisville Cardinals are also coming off a of bye week after suffering their first loss of the season versus that pit team we just talked about. Uh, while Duke played some really tough competition, Notre Dame, NC State, and Florida State fell apart in the second half at Florida State, Drew. Yeah. Blue Devils now 0-22 against the Seminoles. 
but a little better against the Cardinals. What do you think about this game? Okay, so another heartbreaker, another bad beat for me last week. <laughs> I had that under yeah. in Duke, Florida State, and that hurt. <laughs> oh, that hurt. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, Duke's defense really, really did uh, have a tough, tough time in the second half of that game, and making me question where I'm ranking them. Surely, um, I will say, however, the um, some of that issue is you know they just uh, you know they they don't stop the run well. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been dealing with a couple injuries, uh, as they are going through their toughest portion of their schedule. Uh, I don't have news or information yet on the availability of their quarterback, Leonard. Um, he matters, uh, if he is ultimately going to go, I think this is probably going to cross three. The fact that it's sitting at four and there's been no nibblers suggests it's probably going to be no Leonard. Um, so I'm planning for the backup here for Duke. I'm looking at, uh, under or pass, uh, as brutal as it was to lose that uh, under against Florida State last week this Louisville team is still relatively one-dimensional um I don't really know that uh you know I, I don't know that either pass or uh run um uh is better than a, you know just a league average or you know not league average but group of the uh, power five average they're kind of like bang right in the middle of the chart for adjusted for opponents um which means that I think Duke's pass defense is going to take them uh, and make them relatively one-dimensional, make them get it done on the ground. That's going to make the game shorter. Duke with the backup quarterback, probably not going to turn this into a track meet. So unless there's, a, again, a couple of big plays, kickoff returns for touchdowns, <laughs> interception <laughs> returns for touchdowns, uh, you know, as long as we can avoid the, you know, the splash plays that really, you know, really nuke the underbetters, then I, I think this is a fine play to the under at 46. Yeah, they can't all be Michigan versus Michigan State <laughs> unders, but uh, <laughs> I do think this is probably a solid spot for that because I don't I don't have a lot of faith in Duke's offense here, and I think that partially yeah. why they started falling apart in the second half for FSU was just fatigue again. Yeah, they played a lot of good teams in a row that are all physical games, conference games, and yeah. that catches up with you. And now Louisville, after playing you know NC State, Notre Dame, and Pitt, they get a bye week to prepare for Duke. And we've already seen Duke play a little bit without with a backup quarterback, so they can expect and plan yeah. for both quarterbacks. I will say the, the most most outstanding of the units for Louisville is their rush defense. Very, very, very good. Um, so decent chance that Duke punts the ball fifteen times. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, you know, I think uh, uh, the injuries really have have snake bitten us this year. Yeah, yeah, the hype around Duke is uh, certainly dying off slowly here. And they still have, you know, a couple big games left. Game against North Carolina, Virginia, and uh, Pitt as well to close the season. So we'll see where they finish, if they can hang around the top 25. Uh, Another team in the top 25 is the UCLA Bruins, close to you, Drew. Uh, My co-host for Saturday's show, Eric Froton, will be at this game. Um, He gets a nice little uh, little seat, free ticket for Colorado-UCLA. And Bruins 17-point home favorites over under 63-and-a-half. All the stars are going to be out in this game, and I only know that for two reasons. One, it's L.A., Drew, but two, Eric was only allowed to be on the field prior to the game in the last five minutes of the game. So huh. you got to be pretty famous to be on the field for the, throughout this game here. Um, kind of like Colorado with UCLA having a freshman quarterback in this spot. How do you feel? Yeah, that was going to be my angle as well. Um, the bloom is off, obviously off the rose, rose with uh, Colorado here. A ton of that is just because it's now quite clear this is uh, you know a defense that you can 
make some hay on. Um, the offense for Colorado has is still above average. It's still a very good passing offense. They don't really have a complimentary complimentary rushing attack. Uh, and I think that's ultimately why um, they are kind of a good bet getting this many points because you live in a world where they're either competitive early, they're moving the ball, they're scoring, or they're forced into their best selves where it's just throw, throw, throw. Um, and so Colorado team total over was going to be my way into this one, even though I, you know, n- there's really, I can't really say anything bad about UCLA, UCLA's defense. Um, you know, they definitely have one of the best run defenses uh, in the uh, in college football. However, the pass defense, there are a couple of cracks there. So I think, um, you know, this 63 and a half total is huge. It's a big number. I don't think realistically getting involved with that over makes a ton of sense. I would look more just at Colorado kind of getting some early points here and or Colorado trying to scoop some garbage time points here and uh, doing it mostly through the air. And I, when I try to get some historical data on this game to back up, reasons to take a side or not. Uh, the only thing that I found that really supported the over outside of, you know, both these high flying offenses was the winning team has scored at least 44 points in the last three meetings between these two teams. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel like UCLA could probably get to 44, 45, but that's if freshman quarterback Dante Moore uh, can play turnover free football, which may not be hard against Colorado's <laughs> defense who ranks dead last in yeah. total yards per game. Um, and UCLA's defense is definitely respectable. Like you said, the rushing defense, is on point, and uh, I will say the last 12 meetings between these two, UCLA has won nine of them. The three times Colorado won, they were all at home. Uh, mm, so okay. I think the Buffs can hang around. I think they have the talent to hang around, but I think ultimately the defense is the question mark on why I cannot put my actual money on the plus 17. Okay. I would feel a little more comfortable in taking whether it's an over or a team total over. I don't hate backing Colorado's team total over. Probably safer than the spread. We are, we dig it. That, that sounds good to me. And I think ultimately this is, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a more uncertainty on the side of what UCLA, UCLA is, right. Which I think is why kind of just circling, I want Colorado to do something in the point scoring department is my, uh, my more favorable look. They are, their strength matches up with, albeit not a weakness, but the weaker component of the UCLA defense. Yeah, totally agreed. And it won't be, uh, the backdoor cover won't be as easy for Colorado as it was against USC, mm-hmm. against UCLA, too. That's also one of my thoughts for this game. Um, but Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. If you need more help on college football, we got some Big Ten after this because week nine is one of the toughest weeks in college football game, back-to-back weeks. And Saturday, October 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern, myself, Brad Thomas, and Eric Froton take you guys through all your college football betting questions, including the aforementioned Pac-12 clash when Bo Nix and number eight Oregon head to Salt Lake City to face number 13 Utah. We'll also discuss number three Ohio State heading to Camp Randall for a battle mm-hmm. with Wisconsin. That game is on NBC and Peacock, which we're going to talk about right after Indiana at Penn State. Uh, this one's noon on CBS. Penn State, not going to lie, kind of tempting as a favorite. 32.5 point home favorite, 44.5 on the total. Yeah, they lost to Ohio State. I did live, but Drew, you want to talk about bad beats. I didn't even uh, X this out, put this out on social media. But I live bet Penn State plus 7.5. So when they scored the last second touchdown, I started celebrating. I was like, yes, the backdoor cover, got to love it. And my friend says, they're going to go for two because they think they're going to get an onside kick. I said, no, they're not going to get an onside kick. Come on. (laughs) And uh, what do you know? They 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 just overthink it. They run a trick play on a two-point conversion with 30 seconds left in the game, and they don't get it. I failed to get the backdoor live cover. Uh, So I'm not going to hold it against them, but I think the 32-and-a-half is definitely live to cover here. Yeah, and I mean – Indiana is more of the known quantity, right? We know we're getting out of that offense. Yeah. Seven <laughs> points if they're lucky. <laughs> if they're lucky. Team total six and a half, Drew. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, Indiana has gone up against two similarly rated defenses so far this season. They scored three points against Ohio State. They scored seven points against Michigan. If I'm not mistaken, that seven points was kind of fluky. It was a little bit of a trick play, if I remember correctly. Um, And so, yeah, you know, you don't really have a nuts and bolts offense that you can bring to the table and go score for score here with Penn State. Uh, And I will also note that James Franklin has been a guy that is playing for beauty points your style points he's playing for margin he's playing for covers i don't think it's maybe related to his job maybe trying to make the keep the boosters happy gambling's legal in pennsylvania Uh, that's not crazy that he's trying to keep the uh, the boosters from you know calling for his head um so if penn state is up by 31 to 0 in the fourth quarter are they going to pull their punches probably not they're going to get one more touchdown, and I think that uh, in, you know that kind of nudges me in the direction of uh, Penn State or pass here. I, I definitely don't see how Indiana finds their way into this game. Let me just kind of pull up my numbers here. So I have I have Indiana right now as bottom ten offense in Power Five, and I have them as a bottom three. I'm oh, sorry, bottom ten defense, bottom three offense. So this is clearly one of your worst teams in football, um, and I think uh, Penn State. Even coming off of, you know, a disappointing performance last week, I think they're still the the bet here. No, I like that take. And I was just looking at some of James Franklin's fourth quarter numbers this season for Penn State. They literally rank 13th in the country uh, with 10.8 points per game in the fourth quarter and 12.7 when they're the home team. And twice this year, West Virginia and Illinois might even been against Northwestern too, where they pulled the backdoor cover out as a favorite in the fourth quarter. And uh, last thing I'll say, Drew, about Penn State, they were undefeated against the spread before they were underdogs against Ohio State. Yeah. Now they're back to being favorites, which they were in every single other game this season. Uh, so 
Yeah, it's Penn State on the spread. Indiana team total under six and a half because we don't have Michigan, so we got to take Penn State, I guess, to be that that team. Uh, but they are the most trustworthy, I think. Except, Drew, I think my next team total under is probably going to be awarded <laughs> option for best bet this weekend. It's Ohio State playing 14 and a half at Wisconsin. Yeah. Over-under is 43 and a half. This is the NBC and Peacock game, 730 Eastern. And Wisconsin's got a backup, Braden Locke. This guy had a 28.6 QBR at Iowa. Yeah. He bounced. He did bounce back with two touchdowns and no picks against Illinois, but we know Illinois' defense is absolutely atrocious. I think Ohio State comes out focused, relentless, and looks like the team they are meant to be all season. And finally, because I don't think they put together a full four quarters of football against Penn State. It was sure. more like three, three and a half. But I think we can get the full four game, full four quarter effort here against Wisconsin. What say you? I hope so. <laughs> In the same way that last week uh, we kind of teased a little bit talking to Oklahoma UCF. I was like, I'm just holding on for dear life. I just need Oklahoma to keep winning to uh, keep my hopes uh, alive for Dylan Gabriel Heisman. <clears throat> well, there's a new apple of my eye, and he plays Hello. for Ohio State. He is the Hello. best college football player in the land, Vaughn. <laughs> and his name is Marvin Harrison Jr. Is that okay. a familiar name? You know that I'll name? I'll take that. Uh, yes, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I think uh, this, is his, this is a tough test. Wisconsin's pass defense is good, period. Right. And I think uh, this is kind of a distinguishing game because as he continues to build wins, as Ohio State continues to kind of grow in people's minds as a real contender, um, people are going to kind of realize and default to, man, who are we betting for Heisman? Well, the best player in the country is Marvin Harrison Jr. and plays for undefeated Ohio State. And, you know, they're pretty amazing. I think the tide is starting to turn in this direction. The people who have kind of just by default gravitating towards J.J. McCarthy. Number one, that's a super uninspiring campaign, not to mention all of the politics involved now about supporting him. But this is a very, very complicated, uh, you know, handicap of are people really going to give a guy who has like 2,200 yards passing in the season, Mm -hmm. the Heisman? Like it's a very, very, um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, milquetoast kind of campaign. Marvin Harrison Jr. very different. I think everybody kind of re- understands and respects he's one of the best, if not the best, college player in the country. He played in for an undefeated team, and ultimately he sinks JJ's case specifically uh, when they play later this year if Ohio State wins. Uh, and so uh, this credit goes to my other co-host Jay for bringing this up yesterday when we were trying to come up with who is going to win this award. Uh, and I think it's a great handicap. I think sixteen to one is still a fair play for. Um, you know, Marvin, marvelous Marvin. And um, Mm -hmm. I would expect that he is sort of the deciding factor here. Wisconsin's offense is uh, it. They can run, but they are very, very poor passing. They are going up against a team that is elite pass defense and elite run defense. So, you know, Maybe they can generate some sustained drives, but I have a very tough time seeing them succeeding in the red zone. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, them kind of getting beyond 13 points is a tough ask against a very good Ohio State defense. Meanwhile, Marvin Harrison Jr., I think, uh, you know, can kind of pop the bubble that is this Wisconsin passing uh, defense. Because even though I adjust for opponent strength, they really haven't played a very good offense so far, particularly in a passing offense that has a player of this caliber. So let's go, Marvin. Let's go, Ohio State. Don't fumble the bag. Get 
get to Michigan game undefeated, and the rest, I think, is downhill. I am so glad he didn't say Kyle McCord. I was <laughs> no, no way. I was no going to have way. steam shooting out of my ears. Bro. No way. Yeah, thank God. Uh, but, yeah, I like that take a lot better. Uh, I do think he has a shot. If they beat Michigan, he will be the one of the front runners for this award. And as we've seen, there's been receivers, a couple other players in the past that have made noise and now they've been invited or have won the Heisman. So I do think Marvin uh, Harrison isn't a terrible bet by any means. And uh, you said something that pointed to my bet. You said Wisconsin should struggle here, score 13, 14 points. Team total set at 14 and a half. Historically, they've hit this number four of the last five times against Ohio State. It will not be this time. Braden Locke is going to get locked down. Um, and if Wisconsin scores a touchdown in the first half, live bet that team total under. We won't be sweating that in the second half. Ohio State's got this on lock. So uh, we have Thursday night football up, Drew. We have a promo to do. And we also, if you guys thought we were just doing football only, that's basketball. We're doing NBA today. Who do you think we're kidding? But for Sunday night football, it is an interconference clash on Sunday mm-hmm. night when DJ Moore and the Bears travel to Southern California to battle Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Get ready for kickoff when coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. <laughs> I'd like to point out, Drew, Justin Fields might not be quarterbacking for that game. And uh, there is a, I don't know what you would call this, but a picture behind me. Uh, we get me back on the screen here. A uh, picture behind me of the PSAC. You see it? I can't sure. do the directions. Sure. Uh, but that's where the Chicago Bears quarterback played in that conference, actually. T-Bag was a P-Sacker? He was a P-Sacker. And let, let, let you know this. We don't call it the P-Sack oh. uh, because they said it has uh, – I'm not going to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Ah. But you can, I don't want to get in trouble at my actual job now because I used to work there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you could just say it to yourself and you could think about it. But um, I'll give you a fun fact before we talk about Thursday night. So my intern year when I was in the PSAC, which they call it the PSAC, um, when I was in that conference as an intern, I helped put together them bringing in three to four new schools, including Shepherd University. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, we oh, expanded cool. the conference from the largest D2 conference to even bigger being the biggest, largest D2 conference. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, your boy made noise in college. Cool. Uh, but cool. all right, football, found a business. No more bragging. Buccaneers <laughs> at Bills. Buffalo's yeah. laying eight and a half. Total's 42. We got another lowly total for Thursday Night Football. And the Bucks burned me last week, man. So I don't really want to back them here. But I think yeah. this is a decent get-right spot for the Bills. Surely is. Uh, for their offense in particular. Um, the you. Bills are – I think the Bills are primed to maybe get this over home by themselves. Uh, this is – kind of a shockingly low total i really really struggle to make this one on this low side of 43 um and i think the fact of the matter is pretty clear the the bills are going to come into this game with i believe a little bit of um a little bit of wind at their back to change their identity okay Dawson Knox injury forces them out of being sort of a possession methodical we're going to out physical you type of uh, offensive approach and their litany of injuries on defense means that they now need to go back to explosiveness ball down the field do not take your foot off the gas put teams away by scoring 40 points 
this kind of has all of the classic whiffs of making that happen against a Buccaneers team that struggles defending wide receiver ones. I think Stephon Diggs is going to have himself a damn night. Uh, and I think Josh Allen in general, um, you know, is, is kind of uniquely equipped to handle a blitz heavy approach that, uh, um, uh, the Buccaneers uh, generally tend to operate with. You've seen huge steps backwards from a couple of their linebackers in terms of quality play this year so far between yeah. Devin White, uh, I guess White in particular, but, uh, you know, Levante David as well. Um, really outside of Vita Vey, I'm not sure who you're writing home about uh, on this Buccaneers defense so far this season. I guess Antoine Winfield Jr. has been pretty good as well, but um, I think the Bills uh, are set up well to kind of throttle, throttle down, score some points, turn this game into uh, you know, no decision here based on uh, their offense just being, you know, out outstanding. And on the other side of the ball, the Buccaneers tend to start slow. They are one dimensional. Uh, they cannot run the ball to save their lives. That's by definition, one dimensional. Uh, and uh, you know, the, their scripted offense is a joke. Uh, so Bill's getting out to a lead and continuing to put pressure on the Buccaneers throughout the game is the game state that I think is the most likely to be uh, realized. And so for those reasons, laying the bills doesn't look like a bad price to me betting the over. Uh, however, I think is a better angle because uh, Baker Mayfield can swashbuckle his way into some garbage time points here. Uh, and turn this into like a 50-ish type of a type of final score, 50-point final score. So um, hoping for a little bit of sep- second-half fireworks, I guess, to get this one home. But uh, at this low total and with this explosive of an offense, I think this is bills or pass and over or pass. Yeah, I, I had a hard time watching that Bucks offense on Sunday against the Falcons. I mean, and they had every opportunity to win that game. Seriously. Uh, and it was just – it was dreadful. So, you know, I don't want to let that handicap affect going into Thursday night on a short week, but certainly there should be some hangover for how the Bucks are feeling, and especially with the Bills, too, because both these teams are coming off last-second losses. But what I want to hit on is you said Tampa Bay starts slow, uh, and they do. I considered the first quarter under 2.5 or 0.5 to get extra spicy once again for the show. But Buffalo has not scored a touchdown on their last 11 first-half possessions. Uh, mm. That's the last two weeks. I think that changes. I think they do get aggressive. I think Stefan Diggs is a great first quarter or first touchdown scorer bet, Drew, because I do think that they get him going early and get this team being explosive. Uh, So I was looking at Buffalo Bills first half over 13 and a half, a number they haven't hit in two weeks, but a number I think they can hit on a short week at home um, to a team that just isn't playing quality football right now. Neither team's playing quality football, for being honest. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I mean, I blame the injuries more for the the, the Bills' kind of slippage lately than uh, the Bucks, who might just be this is who they are. <laughs> yeah. And I also kind of want to give the Falcons decent credit; like they played a great game. And you know, when you're one dimensional, that makes the margin of error for your offense that much finer. Um, mm-hmm. The you know the Bills' defense is not good enough to just shut down the Bucks here the way that the Falcons did last week and the familiarity obviously mattered as well last week I think so you have two teams coming up t- coming off top tough divisional losses now playing out of conference uh, I think we're going to see some fireworks here it's worth noting Sean McDermott on Thursday Night Football if you didn't already know he is five and one to the good four and two against Ooh. the spread his average cover 
is by seven points in wow. these six games in his history. Um, interestingly enough, most of the games have gone under as he is largely keeping his opponents off the scoreboard. But again, I don't really see that as a factor here with the injuries they've sustained. So um, Bucks will get into the uh, high teens, 20s. Uh, and uh, if I'm being gracious to the Bills, they could make this total by themselves. Yeah, and here's a take, too, uh, for your offensive field position. And we're talking about two quarterbacks who will gift you some good field position. That's a good call. That's a good point. <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. Look no further. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely like all the angles here to be said. Um, and, you know, Buffalo's forced a turnover 19.2% of opponents' drives, second in the NFL. Wow. Uh, what do you like better for a player prop? Because I did lock in one player prop. Um, I have Rashad White in fantasy. Okay. I want him to do well. I don't believe it's going to happen here. I took under 46 and a half rushing yards. <laughs> I like that player prop, but I also looked at Maker, Baker Mayfield interception, minus 140 to the yes. Mm. Both good looks. Um, the White res- uh, rushing under makes sense because Bucks are probably going to be in a negative game state. He may not be much of a factor. Uh, and in, yes, makes sense because you know you got some the 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 veteran safeties that are still out there for Buffalo are good. Like those guys can sniff out uh, you know opportunities and, and turn over Baker on this one. And um, yeah, so just in general, the game state would support both of those looks. But uh, you know, I think ultimately, I'm just buying Buffalo offense at this point. I think this is a good buy low for them. So, yeah, I like those takes a lot. I think I'm going to rock with Rashad White as an under 46 and a half as an official play here on the show. We might sprinkle in that first half. But head to NBCSports.com to get that. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. Uh, real quick for the NBA, basketball season is here. Still time to squeeze in your fancy dress if you haven't already. Get the Roto World Basketball Draft Guide, which includes all rankings, player outlooks, and projections you need to win your league. Go to NBCSports.com to get your draft guide now and use code PRESEASON25 to save 25% off and receive a $10 Fanatics E gift card. And uh, if you wonder how to spend it, you can spend it on a jersey or a hat. I'm rocking my Bulls gear today, but I have no faith in them because talking about division championship markets, Drew, we could take it anywhere in the east or the west. I'll say this. In the Bulls division, the central, I put a bet on them at 30-1 to to finish last overall in the NBA and then five to one last in the central. Do you agree with me? Cause I think they're going to be terrible as a fan. I like your price, but I got to tell you, man, 
The Pistons are the Pistons they're, are a, they're a tough hang. They're <laughs> that bad. They're a tough hang, man. Um, the I you know the you I guess the one thing you know what you have going for you. <clears throat> If it's going sideways for the Bulls, they have movable pieces. Yeah. Right. They can accumulate future assets and they may ultimately decide to tank this year. Um, I definitely don't think there's upside with the Bulls. Um, but, you know, they at least, I think, are kind of realistic about where they, you know, stand given the results that we saw last year. So um, my current standings for them, I want to see where I got them uh, in the. I bet Central uh, under thirty seven and a half wins was their win total, I believe it was. Yeah, uh, I got them. Com- yeah, I got them coming in at thirty five. Yeah, uh, I That's have them finishing be. just barely ahead of Indiana and healthily ahead of Detroit. <laughs> but uh, hey, crazy things happen. Uh, and again, this team may not look the same in February that they look right now. Like that's entirely possible. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of division thoughts. Uh, I don't have a lot of division bets, but I do think that the Grizzlies favorite in the Southwest is probably wrong. Mavericks should be small favorites there and the Pelicans are live. Uh, I do think that uh, the distance between the Bucks and the Cavaliers is a lot narrower in the Central. People think the Bucks are going to run away with this division, but they're not really rostered to be a a regular season darling from what I can tell you. Um, No no interest whatsoever fading the Celtics. Uh, No interest whatsoever fading the Nuggets. Uh, which means that if you want to try to find some interesting bets, I think you're basically starting in the Pacific and the Southeast. Now, the Heat are the best team in the Southeast, currently minus 175. That doesn't check out with my numbers. I have the margin between the Heat and the Hawks pretty narrow. Uh, I even like, you know, at a bigger price, I think the Magic could surprise to yeah. the good in the Southeast. Um, but the bet that I think stands out the most clearly, and it's not one that we've talked about, and I'm curious your opinion on this. Clippers are the fourth choice in the Pacific, huh? Uh, the dis the gap between the Clippers and the Lakers, in my opinion, is non-existent. In fact, I think the Clippers are possibly a better team, definitely a better regular season team, assuming that they stay healthy. Uh, you can get them at plus five fifty right now to win the Pacific, and uh, you know we have two guys who are true blue all stars in uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Both of them are healthy. Uh, Kawhi Leonard last year finished as a top five offensive player in the closing, you know, closing stages of the season um, and just had no other support on that team. Now with a fully healthy roster, I think the Clippers are kind of dangerous. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not like all in on this take whatsoever, uh, but there are depth questions with the Suns. There are fit questions with the Warriors. Uh, and there's definitely an overrated whiff about the Lakers. So, all of this has kind of led me in the direction of trying to shoot for Clippers in the Pacific. And I'm just maybe looking over my shoulder at the Kings. Is that crazy? Listen, I like your magic pick over the Kings or Clippers a lot. Okay. Better. I am so over this Clippers talk, man. <laughs> like, how many years in a row are we going to do this? <laughs> they still have Ivaka Zubak at center. Mason Plumley's your backup now. I mean, Batum and Covington, like, what are we doing? Picking, you know, ninth round draft picks in 2K right now? Like, I'm just, I'm over the Clippers, Drew. I'm sorry. If the uh, hardened trade news comes across in the next five minutes, does that change your mind? <laughs> it makes them probably a first round exit immediately. Oh, okay. It makes okay. them more of a first okay. round exit. But regular okay. season team, they're better. They're better. 
they can afford to sit players now and it won't be as detrimental. Yeah, the real I, I think the real kind of bet on the Clippers is just that uh because of the sequence of injuries last year, people have just completely given up on them. A lot like you're saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> for good reason. Um, but uh, I, you know, his, his, uh, his offense down the stretch was excellent. Uh, and uh, there's basically no advanced metrics that wouldn't tell you he was, he's a top 10 offensive player in the league right now. Um, and the guys that he's kind of right there really closely rated to, he could take a leap if he's just given any, you know, semblance of help from Paul George here now that he's healthy. So um, I think there's a good reason to be bullish Clippers and maybe I'm just going to bet them game by game. Like they play the Lakers next Wednesday, almost certainly the Lakers are going to be favored in that game. So I'll play the Clippers like those type of type of opportunities, I think are where I'm going to have to shop to make my, my, uh, my make my money on that team. Yeah, I'm hoping we get two uh, little tired teams that can take an under in that matchup between two teams that hate each other. But last thing I want to ask you on the show, because sure. you talked about the Clippers' depth and you know why you like them, various reasons why. Were you impressed at all, or did you like the Lakers' depth and how they use their rotations? Because when I started watching them, I kind of was thinking like, man, Gabe Vincent, Prince, Rui Achimara, uh, Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. Like, this team is pretty deep. They got potential. They figure out how to use these guys in the correct rotations. So I actually like the Lakers. It's possible, but I think la- last night was actually kind of a bad proof of concept because that was one of the worst second units that they're going to get to play all year. <laughs> and they didn't really <laughs> do very much. <laughs> and so I think uh, maybe when Jared Vanderbilt is back in the fold, it's a little bit different. Um, but they really like, <clears throat> I guess here's did you, the, the issues I had are, when those guy, when that unit was on the floor, there was no creation, right? Like I, I don't know how you solve that. Like it's not obvious to me that there's anyone on this entire roster outside of LeBron that can really create. Um, Gabe Vincent, maybe, but he's not a guy that I really ever saw. Um, you know, kind of moving the needle when he was uh, um, uh, on the Heat, and similarly, similarly, Cam Reddish has always been a guy that I've felt like is relatively overrated. The other guys you mentioned, Hachimura, Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood, like complementary pieces with LeBron on the floor. Awesome. Like backfilling minutes with the starters, perfectly fine. Uh, But as a second unit in its own and figuring out ways that they're going to create, I don't really see how you do it with getting away with playing LeBron only 29 minutes a night. So um, that comment from Wood after the, I mean, from Ham after the game uh, spooked me about the Lakers. Yeah. And I think that those guys get the offense, the three point ability. They were really searching for points last season. I think that's why I like them. The ability for these guys like Gabe Vincent or Cam Reddish to stretch the floor and Ruby Hachimara taking a leap forward. But yeah, I did think it was a little weird. LeBron only played 29 minutes. Um, Question whether it's his age, it's his health, or just the fact they didn't expect to win the game, Drew, because the Denver Nuggets are arguably the best team in the NBA. You think they repeat? No. Oh, who you got? I like, I would take a ticket on the Bucks or the Celtics over the Nuggets. Okay. I think the Celtics looked phenomenal in the preseason, that starting five. And I'm really excited to see uh, how they look up against the Knicks opening night. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would go Celtics. I'm back on the C's, which means I'm going to lose a lot of money this year, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. it was a great no. show as always. Drew and Vaughn holding you guys down for a Thursday, Thursday night football. 
bunch of college football and NBA futures as well. Uh, shout out to our producer, Dan, for holding us down. As a reminder, find all your favorite NBC Sports shows on Amazon Music. Just head to Amazon.com backslash NBC Sports. And for all your fantasy and betting advice, head over to NBCSports.com. Best of luck with all your bets. Enjoy the games. And we'll see you next time. Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner, too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.